minutes forever. Sorry. There we go. Ride. Ride. You want me to go? Ride. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Couch on Fire podcast with your hosts, Robert Hawk and Alex Haskins, featuring today's special guest, Ryan Rhodes. Now we'll go for public radio. Welcome to the Couch on Fire podcast with Robert Hawk and Alexander Haskins. <laughs> Episode 10, featuring special guest, Ryan Rhodes. Straight up. <clears throat> hey, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Couch on Fire podcast with your host, Rob Hawk, Haskins, special guest. How's that work? Well, I got all three of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, and me making uh, masturbation noises at the NPR one. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that one would be right up your alley, Haskins. Oh That's my gosh, oh my gosh. So guys, <laughs> hey, how's everyone doing, good? Uh, yeah, yeah. Doing all right. So, oh, well, I can't oh, see him. Yeah, the, the camera is not picking up my face. It's routing to OBS from whence I record. Okay. So, um, obviously, there's more than just me and Alex on this podcast right now. Well, they can see that. Yes. So, we have a special guest with us today because we have a special topic we want to talk about. And he seems to be our uh, policy matter expert. Absolutely. So, he's an Ryan... actual Stein voter, for the record. Yeah. <laughs> now wait, there's elements to that vote. You know that Hillary's gonna win Maryland big, and you're just trying to contribute your vote to the national voice. I would do it again. Um, I was uh teasing you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're the well, guy that supported uh. Your crazy libertarian nutbag right to the end so uh yeah yeah right up until i got into the voting booth whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. hey hey rob rob i've got a dad joke for you what's that before we go yeah how do you disappoint a uh a libertarian how how lepo what's a lepo are you talking about the <laughs> national tragedy with the uh, federal government and Killing a bunch of Americans? Is that... No, not that one. Aleppo <laughs> is the the city in Syria, actually. So, oh, I I I don't feel bad that Gary Johnson did not. <laughs> like, oh, what's Aleppo? <laughs> hey man, you're not gonna get me much on. I took history of Western civilization as both of my uh, college history classes. So, even when I had a chance for more European history, I took these. <laughs> All right. So, All right. how about cannabis policy? Oh, God, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in what regards? Uh, I went to Salisbury University and Harford Community College, um, so I kind of got to see local policy, and then uh, Harford dropped, or Salisbury dropped the state moniker and became a university some years ago, and that comes with increased funding for things like their own police force and surveillance and on-campus security so if that's what you're talking about uh, can, can, can cannabis reform okay. policy yeah. <laughs> rather than campus okay. i thought you said campus <laughs> <laughs> speaking of cannabis um, <laughs> um yeah so absolutely so 
breaking news. I just saw this this morning. Um, I don't know how old it is because I, I barely look at my phone. Canada? Canada is, I think. Second country. Yeah. Uh, yep. After Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. The <laughs> whole country just legalized marijuana. Yeah. It's over. Well, it's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, what is that coming? October? Yeah, I think by the end of our August is when it starts rolling out, and then by the end of fall. Did you see what the the prime minister said? No, I didn't. What did Trudeau say? Um, he was a uh, very ingenious. He says our kids are going to buy it no matter what. Let's just tax them. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's the correct answer. <laughs> that's that, that's like, the market at work. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's just like the dealers are ripping, you know, everybody off. They're making all this money out of our country. Let's just tax it and. You know, there you go. And well, so right now there's a uh, an abundance in states on the West Coast where it's been legalized for a few years now. Yeah. So you're seeing the market drop out on the bottom of that, and uh, ultimately that's less money that's going into bad actors' hands and going back towards taxpayers uh, at a discount for the users. Yeah. 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 And and th there's the safety regulations that immediately come into play as well. Like you're not gonna get a spiked, uh, fucking dime bag. Well, yeah. So the people that I see that use uh, medicinal here in Maryland, um, I got a couple of people who are close family friends that uh, are signed up for the program. I actually didn't because there's this whole gun issue that goes along with it, but. Um, as far as users, when you see the containers they get, it has basically tracking numbers that go all the way back to the specific grower in that state. So there's a clear line of, I guess, accountability when it comes to medical here. And it, I, it's something you could apply nationally, obviously. Well, here's a, I didn't I didn't know this because uh, in North awesome. Carolina, in North Carolina, yeah. Well, in North Carolina, we don't have you know. North Carolina sucks, um, but in North Carolina, like I didn't know that. That's cool that you actually get to kind of see where it comes from, like where the you know, like here's the, here's here's where the grower came from, you know, and that's that's cool. You can trace it back. It's kind of like um, a local product. Yeah, it's a, well, yeah. it's a weird mix of uh, like hipster, buy local, and yuppie culture. Let's make as much money off of it as we can. So, yeah, yeah, the free market capitalist. Yeah, yeah, and, um, and I'm I'm loving that because good capitalism should drive local. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so in specific states, like I don't know which it is. It's either Oregon, Washington. Uh, the law is actually so you can grow a certain amount of plants, then they hit a certain height. You have to decide which ones you want germinate further and which one aren't going to be left. Uh, the ones <clears> you germinate further. You then buy a little security tag for, put it around the base of your plant, and then that's that that particular plant's ID number for the rest of its existence. Huh. So it's literally accountability down to the single plant. Wow. That that's I, awesome. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, that that's an absurd and and brilliant level of uh, transparency and uh, traceability. So that yeah, you know, you know what hands it's changed the whole works before it got to you, the the consumer's hands. Yeah, and it's all enacted in basically a couple of years. And I think the main reason that the regulations are the way they are for plants are basically for kids with uh, epilepsy, such like that. You want to be able to make sure that 
kids who are using the high CBD strains, you can trace back specifically these strains that have. Yeah, because so if that child pops positive uh, w w without that path of traceability, there can be CPS issues. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's, I, I think where it all stems from. No, that's, I mean, I that's that's awesome because if you think about it, I feel like a lot of people when they hear, oh, my God, they're legalizing marijuana in my state, it's going to be, it's basically my state's going to become a drug dealer. No, they're actually going through the steps to make sure it's correctly done, make sure they're grown a certain way, make sure they're, It's pharmaceutical. You know, yeah, yeah, they're doing everything. Yeah, they're just well, doing everything a pharmacy would. Let's look at the broad scope of prohibition in America through the 20th century. Uh, you kind of start with alcohol. What happens when alcohol is made in the 20s? You get a rise in the criminal element, unlike any other time in American history, and you have people going blind off of alcohol that they should have been able to buy to begin with. You carry that on to the war on drugs, and now you have disproportionately amount of, you know, lower class citizens who, for something that should be legalized, taxable, are sent to jail. You know revenue that could be going to the state versus revenue going away from the state in you know the judicial system and incarceration so it seems like a pretty yeah it, it's picture perfect like it just it makes yeah. sense to yeah. release us from the anchor economically well as as well as provide this huge resource th this new mineral vein as it were of taxes yeah. And, and ideally, um, in states like Colorado, it's $200 million in taxes in their first year. So apply that to 50 states. Colorado is a medium-sized state. So the bigger states, you're going to see an even greater return on that. Add that to the bottom of the states. And you can really start doing big things with infrastructure, education, and health care. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, going along with that, like how would – if someone – like but for both of you guys, if someone would, you know, you're preaching to them or not preaching, you're telling them this, everything that we're talking about, and they come up to you and they're just like, okay, yeah, I understand it's going to make the state money. I understand it's going to help out, things like that. But I still have a version of people doing drugs as a gateway drug, as all this other, I mean, people doing pot as a gateway drug and all this other stuff. Like, how do they get past that? How do they move past that? The first thing you Economics. do is you hit them with, yeah, well, not even that. The first thing you do is you hit them with a statistic about uh, heroin recidivism in states that have made marijuana legal. Um, <clears throat> I believe in two or three states where marijuana has been made recreational legally, or recreation legal, um, the heroin usage rate drops like, I don't want to get the exact numbers wrong, but it's somewhere in the high teens or low 20%. So it's actually not a gateway drug to more drug usage, it actually seems to be like a gateway drug off of harder drug usage. And those are uh, studies you can find across the internet. Don't know the sources right now, but I... Yeah. Check it out on Google Scholar. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay, Google. Yeah, oh, my, exactly. my phone just went off. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Google, no. Oh, I just said no, no, Google, no. <laughs> I don't understand. There's a, there's a murder. <laughs> oh, my God. What makes you think it was murder? Um, <laughs> um, Great big bushy beard. 
Well, I, I feel like the opportunity is is endless. I, I mean, I feel like it's definitely a market that hasn't been really tapped too much, and I feel well, like no, um, it has. Well, it has. yeah, demand is being met. It's just not being met yeah. through channels yeah. that are uh, safe exactly. for all parties. Yeah. Would you rather have to go meet some sketchy guy somewhere, or be able to go into like a local apothecary basically and buy it from a vendor that's board certified yeah yeah exactly you know no i i mean i definitely agree i feel like uh like i haven't been in maryland since this has happened but i have friends and family that are there and dispensaries are popping up like fucking 7-eleven bam 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 and that's that's awesome because that that, you know that's more variety more more you know competition is is everything so <laughs> even if we look past the economic side and i know haskins doesn't i mean he respects uh, the rights of citizens yeah get behind but imagine spending your entire lifetime as a person who felt like a criminal over something that really shouldn't have been criminal to begin with and then the elation you feel the moment that you walk into a place like that and you're not a criminal you're just a citizen doing something engaging in their in their rights yeah um so uh, i don't want to say a euphoria but imagine the thrill of no longer being criminal after a lifetime of that and some for some of these people especially the older ones that are getting this license um i think it's 50 years of prohibition have affected them that now they're being able to go into stores and yeah you think uh you think this is going to be like real competition for the dealers out there yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah honestly yeah. the the safe yeah. the safety yeah. situation alone yeah. ensures that it's a better product and a safer product like 100%. it's it's not going to be tampered with it, it's not spiked you're getting a dosage and potency information that isn't like anecdotal evidence like ah it's in the middies or, or like having that oddball conversation (laughs) yeah like having that weird conversation you have an explicit and quantifiable label to look at that's that's traceable to that plant so you you know what you're getting into and what your dosage requirements should be it goes even further than that and it'll tell you the whether it's an indigo sativa or the hybrid which is dominant what's the THC count CBD count so you really, it, it becomes a very precise measurement of how to medicate. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Yeah, it, because the the different avi- the the different compounds, as it were, uh, THC and CBD, both have different effects. Like CBD yeah. is non psychoactive; it just gives you a, a body glow, effectively. Like well, it relaxes some muscles. It, it calms your breathing down, uh, helps your blood sugars, and a bunch of other stuff. It's all super beneficial, and the THC carries the psychoactive component. I love CBD. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. So I guys all the time with Corey. Well, here, you know, I'll, I'll say this about uh, CBD. So um, I have diabetic neuropathy. Um, I'm type 2 diabetic i have a lot of things i just have a lot of things wrong with me and um i have inflammation in my knees and all this other good stuff 
yeah and, and I started doing CBD because I wanted to do medical marijuana. I've always wanted to do it. I, I would get a medical marijuana card in a heartbeat because I have neuropathy. But I have a job that I care about and I have a family that I care about and they won't allow me to ha do that right now. So compromising, I can do CBD. I can buy it over the counter online and I don't get high from it, which sucks, but um, I don't get high from it. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, I like a fun time, right? You know? <laughs> Everybody you know? likes drinking a beer after work. It's the same thing. Yeah, right? you know, it, it will be eventually. Um, <laughs> the only reason that I haven't, you know, I know many that don't sign up for the medical card is because right now in the state of Maryland, uh, there's kind of an issue about gun ownership, medical cards. So I think the gray area you can be in right now is caregiver, which means you can buy it for another user and have it on you, but uh, you won't be giving up any rights to own a gun. So that's a big issue here in Maryland. I know Alrighty. a lot of medical users aren't signing up because guns right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like I was talking about as far as giving up the rights to medicate yourself with the plant like we're they're giving you one right but immediately trying to strip you of another so i i don't want to sign up for that myself i feel like eventually they will find a good ground with it but i i can yeah it's definitely it's new they're well, trying mean, to figure it out what is the scary i mean when yeah. have you ever heard of guns and no alcohol i mean every time that i've gone to a shooting range or anything even hunting there's always some beer when you're out with your it's kind of part of the culture so I don't see what the difference between uh, someone who chooses to drink and these guns versus mm -hmm. especially with the dosage information information right yeah. there you know whether you're drinking a beer or pounding six shots yeah and you know that um, walking in that's that's the only thing that I, that's my only like uh, I don't I don't see what the difference is why a medical marijuana user can have a gun why some habitual. I think the thing that the the thing that points me towards the direction of medical marijuana would be I wake up every day and I take seven pills. I'm 31 years old. I'm taking seven pills, and it's just annoying when I know. At least four of those pills can be eliminated by one plant, and so it just it bothers me so much sometimes. And it's just like, man, I just can't wait. And I know I have friends and family that watch this. I know they're probably gonna be like, oh, well, you know, is that how you really feel, Robin? Yeah, that's I felt that way ever since I was a kid. I've always felt that way, and it's just it's crazy to me that it's been taking this long. But I'm glad that they're moving forward. And honestly, with Canada doing doing what they're doing, I mean, I know we're not gonna be. Well, hopefully not too far behind, but, you know, well, we'll uh, a, a third of Mexico's market just disappeared. <laughs> well, like, honestly, the, the, the cartels coming out of Mexico own most of the, the marijuana racket, like yeah. from, from nearly top to bottom. And they, they do dominate the Western hemisphere in that regard. Uh, it's a great and, way to pull uh, all their money out from under them. Yeah, a third of their market just disappeared. Yeah. Because, like, they're doing... I, I, I know Canada better than to expect them to do anything different with their tracking and traceability stuff. Like, yeah. th that's a given. 
as a part of yeah. that policy. So, like, it, it, all all of the black market is the part that's illegal at that point, and, and regular users get to go on about their business. So we fu- like it's clear if you're on the black market side of that line or not, and you're immediately yeah. getting the actual criminals, like, like the yeah. people that are in active danger to civil society. That that's who it is. Well, you know, I'm a crazy person that wants to legalize and regulate most forms of narcotics and uh, prostitution. Uh, you you broke out at Prost. <laughs> I assure you of the, but I feel like especially with prostitution, you, as opposed to like back alleys and women with the, the being targets, victims of violent crimes, you essentially put up like a government sanctioned uh, brothel that you know you have all the condoms you need there, STD tests. A safe environment, tax it. It just ultimately it's just another thing to support the safe injection sites that we silly do. Uh, so Ryan, in in regards yeah. to that one specifically with the safe injection sites, because yeah. I I'm very pro regulation and taxation, but yeah. safe injection sites are are a particular issue. Uh, oh, I know. D- does does Sorry, go ahead. yeah does does the government run healthcare correctly oh um we can have we've had this philosophical debate a bunch of skins uh i think that either way power is going to be concentrated that's just the nature of existence is power is concentrated so do you trust that power in <laughs> privately run hands or in an entity that you're supposed that is supposed to work for you um, I don't want to, I'm not a huge fan of either, but if I have to be a proponent of one or the other, I want the one where I'm supposed to have an effect with my voice as a voter and a citizen. So, well, sure, that's fair, but I mean, what's to stop the, the and th- this gets totally practical here, it, not principle oh, yeah. at all. Well, uh, then, what stops no, them from like, becoming no. the racketeers? Well, because then... Uh, and there's other bags, or it's other mixed bags with this, because then where do cops stop policing around the safe injection site? Is it like 100 yards, or you waiting for the criminal as soon as they walk out to try and bust them? So there are other uh, practical implications. But at this point in my life, I've seen too many overdoses, uh, too many friends and family. And it's literally like every three months I get a call of someone who's overdosed. So I'll take the other issues that could crop up from this versus continuing to prosecute it like they're criminals or uh, treat it like it doesn't exist because those are solutions that are doing anything so i'll try it well i i have something to say i have something to say about when we were talking about with the uh the whole um dealer situation so one of the things i wanted to say was I still think people are still going to buy drugs from dealers. I feel like I understand that there's dispensaries and I understand that, you know, I might not be able to get a card if I need a card or I, I might not just, I would, some people are closet drug users. I mean, I, I know this at one point in time, I, I hit it. I like to do it at nighttime alone. I didn't want people to know that uh, I smoked pot. So it's just one of those things where I would rather still go to the guy that I've always gone to 
and not let everyone know or or that I mean rather than have you know someone see me John Doe see me walk into a dispensary like that you know it's still a it's still a social thing so I still feel like dealers will still make money obviously not as much but you know it, it'll peter they, out over time yeah. as this, unless they, as more and more people engage in the recreational use of mm -hmm. marijuana the more and more other people are going to see how yeah. totally like just getting a six pack after work uh yeah. it, it, it it's exactly the same you don't bat an eye at the six pack but you hear about somebody coming back with an eighth you're like whoa 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 is that all for tonight man are you okay like let's talk about this and people get involved because the sick the stigma is still there but as more yeah. and more people do that we're going to see more and more often that people are totally unfazed by the sight of it if the drug dealers were smart they would cut their prices i'm just saying <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 and you're gonna get a lot of really smart capitalist dealers out there oh, yeah. uh, who figure out good ways to compete for at least a little while, but it's more cost beneficial to just flip and go legit anyway. Well, so here's where I think that it seems like in the next 10 to 20 years that loophole is going to be versus eventually when it's federally legalized. Um, each state, so you can only buy stuff that's grown in Maryland from Maryland dispensaries. <laughs> But states, like I was saying out west, that are having this surplus of supplies. The bed shit. Um, the best shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, Sorry, Marilyn. <laughs> what do you got? Obey? So, so there's, a, there's a market for anyone who's willing to go and risk going to these states that have a surplus, buying it cheaply, and coming to the states that don't. So even if we you know, project that out over 50 states, and each state is kind of individually running its own marijuana racket, essentially, um, there will always be like a difference in the surplus or the amount that one state has versus another. So it seems like there will always be like weird little cracks that you can make a little markup um, state to state, but that's about it as far as like the long prospects of, you know, not going through a dispensary. Okay. Definitely. Eventually, yeah, eventually the the demand for the the black market non-dispensary non-regulated uh, product will will just it'll continue to drop yeah. over time. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I said so. Like next ten twenty years, that's how I see you may exist. But whenever the national mandate and it's like, okay, Virginia can get theirs from Delaware and Delaware can get theirs from New York. <laughs> Uh, whenever that line is broken is when I think that would be the, like the last bit of the uh, black market dropping in. Yeah, yeah, here's it will be a real uphill battle from there. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're just they're dying at that juncture. Yeah. Here's well, I'd like to see policies where these people who may have minor nonviolent drug offenses they're the experts in the field. Maybe we should be hiring them for these as regulators. Jobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> regulators. Well, it's yeah. it's like the FBI <laughs> hiring hackers to do cybersecurity. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's the same thing. Like that's their yeah. best recruiting tool. It's period. They they can't draw hackers in voluntarily at all because hackers are mostly <laughs> yeah. anarchists. They specifically will target a hacker for their skills to make them. Uh, yeah, you know, and the honey pot them into a crime, trap them, and say, "Here, let's make an offer we you can't refuse." Yeah, for the next three to seven years, you're doing cybercrime. <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like I, but I we'll feel pay you like... for it. <laughs> Dude, si- side note, I know this is kind of random, but um, so I normally order my CBD online, but I actually did have I ran out recently, so I had to go to the store and get it. They sell um, a CBD bud, like it's actually a hemp plant, and I was just freaking out. And I was like, "Is this real?" <laughs> like I was just like, the fact that I would buy one of those and just like a cop would see me carrying it around, is this? Like it just would look weird, you know. Like it's just yeah, yeah it's like you're just walking around with your little house plant, like hey, yeah, like hey, <laughs> feed me, Seymour, feed me. You know, it's like oh yeah, feed me your blood from the cop that won't release you to you. What? One thing. So, with this whole cannabis thing going on, and all these states being you know legalizing it and stuff, I I feel like it's definitely grown like a pop culture like there's yeah. tv shows there's stuff on i just watched something on netflix that was this crazy it's called what well, no no it's called it's a oh, cooking okay. show it's a cooking show it's two chefs they battle each other but the secret ingredient is cannabis it's called cooking on high it's it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> i was just like oh man and like you know it's just it's crazy that they're it's just it's so Eventually, celebrities are gonna get. Um, I'm waiting for the first celebrity to do like a an ad on Instagram. Oh, try this dispensary. That, <laughs> like, that might be a way that Paula Dean can try to win back the black. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Paula Dean is the reason all my friends are dead. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! It worked for Martha and Snoop. I mean, yeah, it did. Ah. <laughs> she needs to start. She needs to start partnering up. That's crazy. So where do you think, where do you think this is going to go next? So say, say all the states were, you know, legalize it. So what do you think's next? No, well, I mean, we'll, we'll uh, sit, we'll before the yeah. last state falls. We'll see uh, the more progressive liberal states begin to yeah. uh, legalize and tax uh, psilocybin, psilocybin mushrooms. No, you think that's where it goes? Yeah, uh, I think I, I think that I think that's the next step. It's too well, valid you know, a treatment for depression. I I gave you all my, uh, I mean, legalize the, it all, tax it. The, that's the way it should be, honestly, but it's going to be a little bit at a time. The snozzberries taste like snozzberries. That Those means balls. balls. Did, you, did you guys see number two? Cinema. Number two? No, I haven't seen it yet, no. <laughs> no, it's not bad. Not bad. I mean, this, I, I thought the first one wasn't great the first couple of times I saw it, but then it, it, grew like a, it grew like a following, and I was like, I'll give it another shot. And of course, I gave it a shot while I was high when I was young. So, and then it was ten times better. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I love it now. Um, it's definitely a movie they made for the fans. So, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it because I like everything the Broken Lizard uh, does. Oh, what movie is this? Super uh, Trooper. The Broken Spook. Lizard. Oh. That's, that's the um, Jay Chen Desikar is the Indian dude, and uh, he directs a lot of stuff. I don't know. There was that horror movie, that slasher movie they made. That was kind of weird. Yeah, oh, uh, Club yeah. Dread. And, Club uh, Dread. Yeah. <laughs> that was like their, I think that was like their third or fourth one. But you get a bunch of winners after that. It's like Super Troopers, um, 
what beer beer, beer fest. Beer fest. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, shaking my head. I was a fan of Flam and Salmon. I don't know if you ever saw that. Salmon. Uh, it was oh. where they were, yeah, they were a waiting staff with Michael Clark Duncan as their <laughs> owner and a former boxer who owned this restaurant, and it was great. Um, that sounds like a wild was, ride. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. Well, so, okay, you just said restaurant. My next question I wanted to ask both of you was: Do you think restaurants will start selling cannabis on their menu? Yes. Yeah, as soon as there's a market for it, of course. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, you you're gonna see uh, specific restaurants pop up for yeah. uh, cannabis and food pairings and and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, and we're gonna have to figure out that regulatory market because smoking is banned inside. Uh, yeah. But a cannabis restaurant, like that, that's a self defeating idea. And like that, that's a good market. We sh we should tax that still, but how do we deal with the no smoking inside versus the cannabis restaurant in general? Well, Taco Bell will probably do it first. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> if they, if they, I'm just if saying. Gonna do it, it's Taco Bell. Well, I told. Yeah, Al let's be real. I, I told I told Alex about this uh, idea. I think dispensaries should, you know, because some of them can deliver to patients or people yeah. that you know so i think they should have a chef on staff that will come to your house and cook it for you that's not bad and bad. you know so it's a, like a staff on call yeah like a staff on call like you know because then the chef can make tips and he can make you know an hourly or whatever he does um but yeah he can get tipped and you know when the person's high as a kite and be like oh, here's a hundred bucks <laughs> this, is <laughs> this is delicious thank you <laughs> Exactly what the body needed. Here's a hundred dollars. <laughs> what do you call this shit? It was good. <laughs> Sprinkle a little indigo shit on there. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Oh man. So, I don't know. My future. I'm. You know. Eventually, my wife and I are planning on moving to another state, and the state that we're moving to, um, South Carolina, um, is already. They already put in the bill to legalize medical marijuana. And um, will I do it? Um, I would like to, but I might not smoke it. I I done a, you know, I fucked up my lungs a long time ago doing some other shit. And it says um, the guy that he vapes during his podcast. Um, vaping's a lot different I, from, you know, papers and all this other stuff. I yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those carcinogens aren't gonna come back as being bad for you in a few decades. Okay, <laughs> you know, you got me there. It's a lot, <laughs> and it's verifiably better than smoking. Oh yeah, I mean, um, but it's you know. Shot with a shotgun or shot with a nine? <laughs> I don't like smoking. I'd rather get shot with the nine. Thank you. One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think if the time comes, I'm definitely gonna um, talk to my doctor about it because like the pain that I have in you know in my legs and stuff because of the neuropathy is definitely for it. And my daughter, a lot of people don't know. I don't know if you know, Ryan. My daughter is autistic, yeah. Yeah. and um, she's severe autistic. And I have heard of kids with autism you know use cbd or use medical marijuana and it's helped them calm down and help the anxiety because they're constant anxiety and, and a little more vocal as well yeah and then yeah. like you know it's it sucks because like i want to because i do take cbd i want to give my daughter it but also i don't want family members or because it's still kind of a taboo subject i don't want people to be like oh my god what are you doing that's child abuse don't do that like you know like so well, well a, a simple education on the difference between thc and cbd 
uh, yeah. isn't widespread. Yeah. Well, uh, so the, the greatest evidence for that is like I don't know uh, which documentary it was. It might have been Gupta or Netflix or whatever. But there was some little girl who was like having four or five hundred seizures a month. Oh yeah. I was talking about. Now it's like two or three in a month. She she went from being regressed and nonverbal to reading at her level, and like it's it's an incredible, uh, just the fact that we haven't looked at it as an alternative just for children before now, it's kind of gross. Um, like if we had twenty, thirty, forty years of kids that could have grown up without having their brain cooked from seizures, why weren't we doing? It? I agree. I mean, yeah, I, I, no, I, I, it, it, Jesus. I never, I never even thought about that element. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, no one, it's an all-encompassing issue that affects, you know, everything from the way that your society acts with people that they deem lesser than because they're criminals, to taxes and the revenue that you can do to rebuild infrastructure, and then the actual tangible effects it has on the users. So it's, uh, you know, it really shapes all elements of the culture that that focus okay so for someone that's listening it's not they're not pro marijuana they don't really want to go you know down that they don't believe in it you're we're naming all the positive things what are the negative things i mean there's always negatives um (laughs) you know but it's much less limited like i would say the negatives are the same or less than alcohol so yeah uh, i'm i'm actually gonna note an exception there now, well, if, maybe if you are schizophrenic, pot is yeah. not your friend. No, but if you're schizophrenic, is alcohol? No. Uh, the the episode it's it's not causes an episode. It's aggravates the condition. Yeah, like say, like no, alcohol aggravates cirrhosis. Yeah. So like if you're schiz schizoaffective, uh, any any of the the sub, uh, illnesses from there. Uh, don't, don't with the pot. It it, yeah. it will hurt you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. People uh, have to remember that that is a a uh, negative, that is uh, actually oh, just yeah. just getting documented now, and it, I'm yeah. glad that it's getting documented because I I don't want to create another public health epidemic, in granting people. Uh, y- yeah, yeah. Like I I want to allow people their rights but also not genuinely endanger a segment of the population well then there's other concerns like uh you can't really give a weed breathalyzer test that's reliable right now so right now yeah you can get you can get an idea of like how recently they smoked but then it's to what effect does that you know does does that dosage affect that individual versus that dosage in another yeah. A more full user versus someone who's so that's another weird kind of gray area that you're going to be in. We've figured out a quick, fast, and accurate uh, pisser, however, that that can tell within hours and and give yeah. the effective dosage, like the yeah, the processed because you can see the difference between the uh, metabolites and the metabolites versus. The chemical itself so like how much you actually processed and we'll get more and more data on that as time goes on i think it's so, um but still ultimately it feels like less 
like not something you're gonna do on the roadside when a cop pulls you over and does like the field sobriety test. Pissing this cup. <laughs> yeah. <I> <laughs> you got a so small. You know, they do already have uh, the equivalent <laughs> blood test, but it's uh, less reliable because you're not seeing as many of the metabolites versus yeah. the the active compound. Well, you know, my, you know, I talked I talked to my grandfather about this, and he's just like. Well, I don't want to be on the road if people are all high driving on the road, and I'm like, they'd be super careful. Let's be well, real. I like, yeah, anxiety I, I, is real. <laughs> well, I, I told him. I said, I said, you know, I was like, the way you drive, Pop, they're probably gonna think you're high. <laughs> That's how stoners drive. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously. <laughs> so it's like, that's funny. It just, it's the take your time, and, and the, like, I, I want to get there safely. It becomes more of a, a factor with just, with, the, with those people. Like it, it's yeah. more effort to go to the hospital. So I'm gonna be lazy and not need to go to the hospital. I feel like I feel like, <laughs> you know? I, feel like I feel like as society we just we made it such a bad, horrible thing. It's the gateway drug. It does this. It it makes you know. Well, I think wasn't the main reason why they banned it is because i think at the time it, it made white women want to be with black guys i think that was like the, the story if you hear yeah, that, this that was one of the stories that was one of the stories propaganda elements but the practical element behind it is ultimately um there was cotton trying to edge out uh industry uh, in the 20s and 30s that were gonna lose business to marijuana uh, cannabis fibers versus like alex was saying cotton fibers yeah or specifically like william randolph hearst who was a big newspaper magnet and had controlled it from the logging, the production of the paper, the printing of the paper, and the distribution. So, um, you know, cannabis fibers would have infinitely better paper, out. in fact. Yeah. And it would have cut out a huge part of his industry and, you know, about half of his empire. So, that's, um, there became this tax act in like the 30s where it was like, <clears throat> it was never outlawed. It was, you have to get a tax uh, credit. To grow it but then they never set up the bureau to, do, to issue those tax credits so it's like hey you can get it you just have to go to this bureau what bureau yeah. <laughs> and that was that, by design uh, yeah exactly and then over time it becomes you know you get nixon and hippies and yeah. counterculture fight and when that just wasn't <laughs> necessary to begin with like i'm glad our culture went through that whole uh like peace and love movement but also like maybe don't be dirty hippies <laughs> <laughs> hey you wouldn't know. have had Jimi hendrix if there were no hippies so that's enough for me to have hippies i mean i too accept hippies that that was a good <laughs> argument <laughs> you know besides, besides hippies you know what else came good out of the 60s porn and horror movies i'm just telling you right now yeah, and both together, like, together. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen Teeth? Oh God. <laughs> Terrible. No, that's the. Yeah, no, that's a horrifying concept. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, would so, if you have the opportunity, would you guys go down that route to take medical marijuana? I know, I know, Alex has, you know. I, I indicated uh, a, a desire to go through legal channels uh, to treat yeah. depression and anxiety, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, 
uh, as long as it doesn't take away any other rights, of course, why not? Exercise yeah. every right you can. And for me specifically, I don't know if uh, well, Alex, I don't know if you do, Rob, but I was in a pretty severe car accident about three years ago. Uh, to where I, I didn't got know cut that. out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was going about 45 miles an hour um, straight through a light and a girl going the other way. I was actually right at Shucks Road and uh, 22 near Harvard College. Um, I know. And we were both basically going the opposite ways on 22. And at that light, I guess she thought she could beat me through it because she pulled out in front of me. And I basically, my front passenger headlight hit her front driver's side. Um, and we kind of, and my front driver's side hit her front passenger Sorry about that. And we kind of hit like this. I pushed through like that and wound up getting cut out of the car. Yeah. Stitches and scar on the forehead. And yeah, so some per some nerve stuff in my hands from it and uh, perpetual neck issues. So if I could use something to relieve that, I certainly would because I'm not going to take any kind of OP. You know, you see what happens. Harford County. Like, oh my God. Time. Yeah. Uh, what, what have we already. Uh, across 50 opioid deaths yeah, a year, this year, a, this year. Yeah, this year. Yeah, this year it's a slower rate than it was in 2015, 2016. So I know I think we hit like 180 or 200 two or three years ago. Yeah, so. what was that? That was 16, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Well, that's it's the last podcast we did um, when Alex was on his business trip. I did a quick little 15-minute podcast. It talked about I talked about my um because I used to be addicted to opiates and cocaine and heroin. I actually went down that road. Um, fortunately, you know, I just I met the people, you know, good Is people. Blockbuster. <laughs> no, no, this was when I was at was at Pizza Hut. Blockbuster donut. <laughs> Don't our age remember Blockbuster certification day? <laughs> oh God. But um. No, like, you know, I went down that and I saw great people, just amazing people turn into the worst people that you can possibly meet because of withdrawal and because of the way that the drug took brought them down. That that was part of the main reasons why I stopped doing that. And, um, you know, to see pictures of people on Facebook posts, oh, Harford County, the overdoses are this and all this other stuff. It's just, it's sad because this, that's just one county in, in Maryland. Yeah. We made it on. <laughs> Netflix specifically shot a one-hour focus on Harford County in a four-part mini. So, where what, what's the show? I'm gonna watch this. Uh, it's like dope or something like that. I don't have to. I can. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. I'll I actually was gonna. I, I was actually gonna watch Dope yesterday. I saw it up on my feed. I was like, oh, dope. I love dope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dope. <laughs> the band. God. Yeah. Oh, dope, man. <laughs> It's the one that I'm thinking of is where you follow these guys where it's a guy from Harford County that drives into the city with the heroin connect. I guess he gets it from Philly yeah. or New York or wherever. But we're a big trafficking spot where it's like where it's a, a hub between three big you know, metropolitan areas. And oh, yeah. it just so happens to be the one where they like stash giant hundred pound stashes of heroin. So. 
scavenger hunt anyone? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Make a lot of money. <laughs> Nightmare situation. <laughs> Who wants to be the star of No Country for Old Men? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, seriously. Is that a... <laughs> Is that a peephole? What is that? <laughs> oh god, they're watching. Oh god, they're watching. So I got a runner. Yeah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's um, I don't know. So it's, it's definitely it's a weird time to be. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I'll definitely, I'm definitely gonna use it. Um, you know, just to see if it would actually help me in when the time comes. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I just want the best for me. And then obviously, you know, hopefully eventually they'll put it in like a, you know, hopefully they'll be okay to give it. I'll be okay to give it to my daughter without people judging me. Yeah. So. Well, you'll be get, able to get it in a pill form. That's what they do in states like Colorado. Yeah. And now is you can get it in a pill. So you're not smoking it. You're not vaping it. You're, There's no lung about, damage. Yeah, it's well, about as close as you can to getting the medical effects without doing much damage well i just found out they have cbd patches that you put on they last like three days i'm like what the oh fuck? i'm gonna <laughs> sign up for that <laughs> like there's a there's a dispensary in colorado where I, you can order from right now because you know it's cbd it's not there's no yeah, thc yeah. in it and i'm just like what take my money it's <laughs> like i like vaping no, it's fun but i would just rather wear a patch all day and stare at the moon <laughs> Another reason to get the Butterface back, man, is uh, Butterface marijuana. <laughs> yeah, hey, you CD, know, uh... I tell people all the time, and you know why hippies had long hair? Because the there's something in the marijuana plant, and it it's like vitamin E. It makes your it makes facial hair grow, it makes hair grow. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh... <laughs> As Ryan touches his hair. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I've been using CBD, and I feel like my hair has definitely grown. My mustache has definitely grown. Please shave point, that. Reason, I'm going to be honest. The only reason I haven't cut my hair at this point is like, I'm afraid that if I cut it, it's just not going to come back. Hang on to this for as long oh. as I can. Dude, I feel look, look at it, look at this, look at this peak going on here. I totally understand that one, hundred percent. I'm getting the thin right here. I'm fairly lucky. I've had the same widow's peak forever. Yeah. It's just I've seen a bunch of my friends that like they have longer hair, then they shave it down, and it never quite comes back the same. So I'm not gonna avoid that. Yeah. The the wind blows. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, better than 45's hair, man. So, we're good. <laughs> Bazinga. Hey, I mean, your hair is at least presidential or better, so, I mean, that's a win. There you go. <laughs> Fair. By the way, Donald Trump supporter. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> he says with disdain. Uh, hey, I think no, no less of Rob because of He's been led down a wrong path. He'll come back. Listen, listen. My whole life, my whole life, I voted for Ralph Nader. I just want to let you know, I voted for Ralph Nader my whole life because he wanted to legalize marijuana. Do you remember <laughs> the uh, mock election we did in like eighth grade for the 2000 election when it was Bush and Gore? Oh and, like, yeah. I voted for Nader. I was like one of like four kids in my eighth grade class that voted for Nader in the 2000 mock. I loved eighth it. Grade. I love Ralph Nader. <laughs> 
I would have voted for him again. He ran for like 50 years, so I would have voted for him all the time. And it's a shame because he dropped out right when he got to like 3.8 or 4.1 percent, and all he needed was another percent to get a part of the national pot for elections. Nope. But I yeah, guess he likes spending his own money. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, but no, I, uh, I mean, I'm, I did volunteer work on the Sanders campaign, so I'm about as far away. <laughs> I'm a no. communist to everyone, so you feel so commie. One hundred percent. One yeah, even yeah. though I'm marketing director for a pool company and my goal is to go out and steal contracts and companies are competitive. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> While simultaneously oh subverting capitalism itself. Alright. <laughs> That's like all from inside the system. <laughs> <laughs> and we just saw a, 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 a group meeting in a local Antifa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so full of violent mm -hmm. anti-establishment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They're, they're just as guilty as, uh, you know, it's the horseshoe theory, man. You yeah. don't need to waste more time on that. Yeah. The same reason that, like, you see hard right doesn't trust trust vaccinations because like government can't make me vaccinate my children and, and it's against left, it's against my god yeah and then far left is like they're gonna turn my kids into something they're not supposed to be so it's like again a naturalism fallacy in f coming yeah. from like jenny mccarthy yeah from jenny mccarthy yeah it came from jenny <laughs> as you <clears throat> as you notice Rob doesn't talk about politics, so I stay out of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the no. one that brought up Trump. It, it, I just tried to horse you. I just I, tried to horse you. That's I it. Just, <laughs> I just op I opened that, you know. I, well, let's let's just say I moved that hair, and now it's, you know. <laughs> you like that? You like that? I'm a dad. Yeah. I feel like it's uh, kind of inherent with the conversation we were talking about i mean yeah well here's the weird thing 45 is actually pro legalization yeah it's his it's a it's his it's attorney Jeff general sessions like, yeah yeah and that uh fuck steve muchin or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah the, the, uh the steve if you're watching this i'm sorry yeah <laughs> but uh yeah. like Rob, he's gonna really miss your support. <laughs> really gonna struggle now. <laughs> Listen, every vote counts. You ever seen uh? <laughs> Remember Chris Farley when he was was a black sheep? He's like every vote yeah. counts, and he falls down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is nuts. That is nuts. But yeah, so I mean, I feel like this guy wouldn't be as terrible as he's been if he surrounded himself with people that he would have chosen. But a large majority of at least the initial support staff was all chosen by the GOP. So they're, yeah. at, they're you know, at odds, ideally. Yep. You know, people ask me, they're like, why do, why do you like him? And, you know, my whole thing is, I've always been ignorant when it comes to politics, and I try not to talk about it too much because I just don't know too much about it. But I think the reason why I like Donald Trump is because he's funny looking and. <laughs> and get Mussolini, man. 
Yeah, well, I, I I read a book a long time ago, and I actually um, watched a documentary about Donald Trump. Of a <laughs> hey, that's a good uh, yeah. a good a good reference right there. Um, <laughs> but basically, I mean, he was he was a he was actually a great businessman at one point in time. But then the '80s happened, and then he fucked everything yeah. up. Well, I mean, Coke was <laughs> big in the '80s. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. It's it's really hard to not be a great businessman when you're father gives you somewhere between like 10 and 50 million dollars as your startup capital it might have even been more than yeah. that but and you don't have to pay taxes yeah. <laughs> if you gave me 10 million dollars right now i'd be able to do something with that <laughs> yeah yeah you know <laughs> 10 million dollars what would i do yeah wrap your head around it real estate and then don't declare bankruptcy and leave people holding um your i would uh that's what he did. Yeah. Hey, look. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I just, I like some. I like that he's treating things like a business, which I think is great. And I know a lot of people are not used to that. Well, my only fault with that is like, so you've been the bottom rung employee at like a big company, like a blockbuster, yeah. like a. So, how does it feel dog. to be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how does it feel to be the lowest ranked employee for a megacorp like that? Now, do you want that kind of applied to your living status as a citizen? Yeah, that's my only like issue with that argument. But he really hasn't did anything personally to me that has affected me. Yeah, well, luckily, it's because we have a government of checks and balances. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not for want of trying. Yeah, he has I mean, tried thoroughly. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to pay me $50 an hour to build a wall, I mean, I'll, I'll stack some damn bricks. I don't care. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the whole wall thing, it went from Mexico paying it to... Oh, that was, that was a politically stunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now America's paying for it. It's $4 billion. It's $12 billion. It's 20 What happened to small government? Yeah, exactly. Listen. Like, we need to stop for a second and think about this. We need the wall because of the what was it? The Jaegers are coming. Oh no, no, we have the Jaegers. The Kaju yeah, the, is coming. Yeah, wow. <laughs> the Kaju is coming. We need to build this wall because what's going to protect you know all was it North and South Car? Um, was it North California, California and South California? Yeah, it's going to protect all three of those. The Western <laughs> California, other California. It's going to yeah. be. Uh, well, by the time that's done, there's going to be seven Californias. And they will all be a federation unto themselves. A little yeah. micro... You're just breaking up one big blue state to create, like, three, possibly four blue states. Yeah. So uh, I would love, no, no, I would love the, for one uh, of those states with the, not to the legalize. Three, the three-state <laughs> plan, one of them remains red. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's supposed to be the southern, uh, I think, the southern part of the state. Because it's not going to be the northern part, because the biggest metropolis would be Sacramento and San Francisco. So, and and that swings way harder than the rest of that half of the state. Yeah, yeah. Just by population alone. They need to split up Texas. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> Texas and California should genuinely secede. They should. They they talk about it enough. I'm feeling like you're only half in, half out anyway. We'll yeah, trade with like you. A, you know? It feels like a person in an abusive relationship who's always like, 
I'm gonna leave you if you keep doing this. <laughs> well, that's that's how that's how I feel about Canada. You might as well just give up. We'll take you. You take you over. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no foreign no. invasion. I love the sound of it. Yes. Great oh policy. no, they can, they can they can keep Quebec. I don't want to deal with that. No mercy. No mercy. Je Jesus. <laughs> Went straight for the independence it? movement. Are you serious? I don't know that I want to be a part of the uh, what the fuck. What do they call it in Canada? The, the, the uh, Commonwealth. Commonwealth of yeah, I don't want to be a part of the Commonwealth. <laughs> no, we'll take the Commonwealth from our our uh, imperial mother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh! I don't need that. Could you imagine we wouldn't be fifty states? We'd be fifty providences. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> no, no, they're just providences. They're not states. They don't get representation because they're no, not I people. Yeah, I know. They're mooses in disguise. <laughs> hey, those mooses in disguise were the second to legalize. <laughs> I'm not saying they were stupid mooses. Jesus. <laughs> now you're putting words in my mouth, sir, and how dare you? <laughs> well, do you think do you think other countries are going to follow? It may not be us, but do you think other countries are going to No, we're, we're actually probably the closest behind. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, nationally, there's a push for it. I don't know that federally you're going to get it in the next two to six years, depending oh, yeah. on things. Uh, we, <laughs> we are still the next closest federally outside of a, yeah. a couple, uh, like, singular European countries European within the states, Union. Northern European countries, yeah. Like, Sweden. Yeah. Uh, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, <laughs> like, the, the off-sited... Uh, Norwegian group, the Nordic group up there. They're super hardcore anti-drug in a bunch of those states or a bunch of those countries. The Netherlands. Uh, Holland's not. No, they've got Amsterdam. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Huh? Oh, yeah. it's, like, it's like um, Norway or Sweden or one of those. Uh, I thought know, it was Denmark. It might be. It's one of those all creepy, super white faces, blonde Hitler's dream. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, vitamin D deficient. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. like, yeah, one of that's those countries is, but the other two are like mega liberal. Yeah. yeah, they're super liberal about it, and I, yeah, I think it's like us and them are the next ones. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a country like, because at this point. You don't want to be behind America in the world stage, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you see countries like France, Germany. I was going to say start France. pushing, yeah. yeah. Italy, France, all those. Yeah. Greece. Uh, I mean, Italy. There's a whole huge, you know, criminal element just like here in America that really that it thrives works. on it. Yeah. Yeah, they could really deal a, a pretty fatal blow to the black mm. market. And and that. Uh, Similarly, is uh, traded north, correct? Like yeah. that, that's imported from Africa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right around the crescent there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you basically get it from the Middle East and Africa there. Then it kind of makes it. If we're not it. including the Middle East and Africa, which I've it seen is. both yeah, ways now, it's weird. Yeah. yeah I want a so. I want a blood diamond. <laughs> what? <laughs> The biggest scam about diamonds is there's not a shortage, there's an abundance. It's just the people that have them only release so many a year 
Yeah. So it's like a controlled shortage. So yeah. And it's it's been a racket that's been running for uh, years. eighty plus years now. Yeah. So yeah. No. Um, a little antitrust I'm, busting would be nice. I, I'm although <laughs> I'm happily unmarried for twelve years now. So. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? I'm sorry. Unmarried for 12 years. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reminiscing. Well, fellas, and we all love ours too, Rob. Yeah. And that's been an hour. Holy shit. Yeah. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Hang yourself, really? I keep forgetting Haskins can see us because I'm looking at his stupid little upside down music logo this whole time, and it's driving me insane. I don't, I don't see anything besides a little blue thing going like this over him. <laughs> yeah, so I get the. Uh, I am the darkness. I am it's the like, night. It's the circle, and it's like a little punk rock snake or something like that. It's an That's eighth what note. Uh, yeah, Sorry, I thought it was uh, an eighth note, but it's like a snake eighth note. You were like making an anus. I was like, the whole time you were doing this, I was like, is he raw? There it is. <laughs> raw dogging it. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. Goodbye. Yep. Have a good one, folks. <laughs>